I am going to get you to say something horrible during this show. Why? And I'm going to use it against you for the rest of your life. I mean, it's not like you don't already have an entire catalog. Well, it's like we talked about last week, Matt. There is the stuff that I'm used to, and then there's the possibility of something new and exciting. Oh, God, Jesus. (laughs) That's a good mood to start the show on. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. to the 218th week straight of Cinema PsyOps. I'm the guy who runs Barter Town. My name is Court. Coming in live from his home via Skype because shit is getting real is Matt. Oh shit, shit is getting real. Fuck. <sighs> you know, if I do if I do this as we get older was all about, I'd done a lot better job of trying to, you know, end it all when I was in college. Yeah, man. Uh, this fucking movie didn't help either. Um I don't want to go too deep into it, but man, I'm fucking bummed this week. Yeah, I'm this movie bummed. fucking just is fucking <laughs> horrific, man. Yeah, it's a fucking kick to the nuts. So, if you haven't seen it, folks, um we're going to spoil the shit out of it, but really um it spoils itself, so don't worry about it's it. Quite literally only one saving grace to this entire movie well at least you found one um i, I found one it, it, but it's very early and it's not much of one not really not much of one at all uh, but at least one small favor you know i got this in uh one of those uh it was on sale i liked the cover which is a woman with a hatchet and some blood on her face and she's screaming and yeah was, yeah that's that's like you know that's like a porn dvd cover to you basically and it says demented and i'm like oh cool then i read the description in the back and i'm like oh well this might not be good 
Yeah, that's that's not cool. Yeah, this isn't cricket. Why, why can't she just be a crazy woman killing people with blood on her? Why does it have to have a tragic backstory? <laughs> right. Why does everybody always have to have pathos to their murder? Why can't they yeah. just murder for the sake of murder? Exactly, right? Where are those movies, man? Why does everyone have to have a tragic backstory? You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. This fucking movie was my tragic backstory. I, sometimes I feel like uh, uh, from... Um, Land of the Dead. Everyone's got a story. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to hear a fucking story, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear your story. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little worn out already. You didn't make it any easier for me, giving me like seven, nine, and ten minute clips. Well, I'm sorry, man. That's just how the movie goes. <laughs> well, what's really funny about it, though, is most of them have cut down to like under a minute because there's, they're that, all... there's that many pauses and just like just long drawn out staring into nothingness. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world with these movies to make clips with like the acting is soap opera worthy don't insult soap opera actresses and actors for one okay <laughs> real quick i'm sorry i didn't mean to insult your stories <laughs> uh, i don't even watch that stuff anymore um so <laughs> anymore <laughs> No, I, I watched uh, reruns of um, of Dark Shadows, and I think it was Passions, where they had like witches and weird shit like that in it. And I got into that for a little while. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually like recorded that, and I would come home and watch it and be like, "What the fuck is going on? This is so weird." I always knew about Young and the Restless only because it came on right after uh, Price is Right. So during the summer, that's when I'd hop on my bike, <laughs> I could go out for the day and not come home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to it here. Um, let's stop bitching about what we endure to bring this movie into our episode let's focus in on making this the best episode we possibly can hashtag clusterfuck hashtag who gives a fuck hashtag who, who no gives more a fucks. shit who gives a fuck yeah hashtag no more fucks to give <laughs> yeah exactly all right we're gonna take a little break here we're gonna play the legion patreon promo ad we'll have a little bit of music i guess that's fitting of this movie and when we come back we will have the super chopped up trailer this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing... All the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Yeah. We on some fat shit. Tell me when you ready to record, I'll be ready to bust. I'm demented, I'm demented, I'm demented, yeah. I'm the one you want. 
hit a little more on the nose than what I was expecting. I was just choosing it because it said demented, but he talked about being raped, abused, misused, and something else right before the main chorus hit. Yeah. I swear yeah. I didn't plan it because I just chose it because the song was demented. I that should... was pretty dead on, man. That should have been probably saved for the last episode, the last song of the episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I nailed it a lot better than I thought I was. I was trying to be tongue-in-cheek, and it, it fit a little too well, and uh, I'm showing this movie way more respect than it fucking deserves, Matt. <laughs> You know what didn't show this movie any fucking respect, though, Matt? Is it this clip-down trailer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They trapped Linda Rogers, brutally raped her, and left her mind demented. Linda will never be completely sane again. Sarah, that should help. Will it knock me out? No, just calm you down. I sure hope so. Now, don't worry. Everything is going to be all right. Well, that's debatable. It's all been like a bad dream. Well, that's probably exactly what it was. Linda's unfaithful husband found his pleasures elsewhere. Make it tonight. I just brought my wife back from the hospital. Her mental condition was in serious jeopardy, and no one was giving her the help she needed. She was having nightmares, the same horrible dream, night after night, until she couldn't distinguish it from reality. Her nightmares chased her, and chased her, and chased her. Rogers left his wife alone often to be in his lover's arms. <laughs> and those times alone were filled with sick, horrible illusions. She couldn't take it any longer. She became demented. She got rid of her nightmares one at a time. You're never gonna hurt me again. Ah! You can go now. Revenge is sweet and deadly. Oh. She was demented. Demented. Well, there you go. I don't think we have to do the review, man. It's it's over. Yeah. That's it. That's really that, that, that trailer. That, that was three and a half minutes. I've cut over half of that out because it literally is the whole movie condensed down like a fucking soup you just add water to. That is fucking ridiculous. I mean, that's three and a half minutes with that with the fucking movie. You yeah. tell me it was worse? Yeah, this was a minute 44 that you just listened to. The original trailer was three minutes, like three and a half minutes. Yeah. And it featured the titular thing that drives our character into yeah. being demented. Do you ever think maybe we should not play trailers sometimes? Why? Because, <laughs> I mean, it pretty much just did the whole review for us. I would submit to you that you could do it at least slightly better and with a lot more piss and vinegar and hate and <laughs> anger. Because you're not trying to sell this as a good and sexy thing like the trailer guy was. That was disgusting. You're right. I could get this review done in two minutes compared to that three-minute trailer. <laughs> yeah, well, some of your clips are still like five and seven, so it's going to take at least 15. Well, fuck sticks. All right, let's do it, though. Demented. Uh, we start with, uh, well, okay, we're, uh, I mean, we can't do anything else. We start the movie with a horrific gang rape of a woman who's just trying to take care of her horse by four masked men. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the start of the movie. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's brutal. It's yeah. gross. And the only thing that undercuts it is the fact that it is horribly overacted. It's horribly overacted. And it is 
gets cut short. Like it doesn't go through long. No, it's more implied and it's merciful yes. more so than some of the other horrific rape revenge. I mean, we've seen a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen a lot where I mean, I spit on your grave. It's probably still one of the worst ones ever. Yeah. And it's not the most realistic and horrific one that you will probably ever see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. Uh, that is finished and uh we cut to we are outside of a sanatorium where she is being picked up by her husband and this is now our first clip everything looks so beautiful i don't ever remember seeing the countryside more beautiful you haven't been away that long i know it's just sometimes we seem to take the beautiful things in life for granted well there's no beautiful things in the world all you have to do is enjoy them i intend to do just that you know, I really think that I can put the pieces together and go on. Mind if I join you? Well, you damn well better. That's my girl. Got a letter from your uh, sister the other day. She's anxious to come and pay you a visit. How is Annie? Oh, she's fine. She's concerned about you. She loves you very much. I know. And the feeling's mutual. You know, we were always so very close. Especially when we were growing up. It's nice to have a sister like Annie. I missed you very much. It's nice to be going home. Did you recognize the husband in this film? I recognized him as a man who was one of our uh, uh, listener-supplied adult films. Listener-supported adult yes. films, yes. That and, is and, Harry Reams, Matt. And he, yes, he is a he is a uh, adult film actor. Yes, he was uh, the old dependable one in uh, Pushing Rope yes. and Miss Augie. Yes, he was the <laughs> he was the only one who uh, was getting business done. Yeah. So this uh, is like this is like featuring essentially Ron Jeremy in your rape revenge film. Yes. Yes. I just, I just pretty wanna, much. I just want to put that out there to everybody. Just think and about that because I typically do research these movies and everything. He one of his biggest claim to fame is that he was in the movie Deep Throat. Yes. Yes. So there you go. So uh, while they pull up to the house and you can definitely tell she is very afraid and cautious about going into the house. Probably very unsure of her surroundings as any victim of this kind of violent act would be. Yes. Um, when she's looking at flowers that her husband gave her, uh, he goes to put her hands on her arms and she avoids his touch at all costs. And then she says she knows what she really he really missed and that was the fact that yeah, you know her cooking was no longer there. So she said she would make, she'd go out to the garden, pick some fruit and make him a fresh fruit salad. And you can tell he's depressed that she's not already humping him uh, because he is a, you can now tell a nefarious dickwad. <laughs> Um, yeah, no debate here. You, yeah, you, no, you, I mean, there's no debate. You you, you cannot pick up your wife from a, a mental facility after she'd gone through a horrific event like that and then expect her to make love to you. That's just not right. That's the opposite of right. It's wrong. Okay, now, I know that we as individuals have no idea how we will react to certain situations. We can only hope to know and hope what we would want to do. Okay, that's fine, but I still think that that's fucked up. And no, no, I don't... I'm, I'm not saying what he did is right or wrong wrong what i'm saying what he did is absolutely wrong what i'm saying is i can't make a declarative statement about what i would or wouldn't do because i don't know what i hope matt is that i would not be the most disgusting piece of shit human being that they're making harry reams be in this movie and the way yeah. that he is acting this is disgusting this is horrific and i want to punch him in his fucking mouth every time he's exactly. on screen like i am angry at this man yeah. shaking and like now, this took a 
lot out You've of me seen, to watch this. Now, I at this point, because I'm fresh watching it and I haven't seen a trailer or nothing, I, I'm like, well, that was a little too soon. Maybe you, know, you tell he's exasperated that he couldn't touch her. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's a little fucked up, but, you know, everyone, you, you know, you, you don't know how you're going to handle these type of things. He, he, he probably, he's in a foreign place himself. So I was giving him a pass at this point. Later on, the pass is gone and he can go straight to hell uh, or whichever place uh, a, a shithead should go to be tortured forever. So okay, I'm going to actually go one further on. I'm, I didn't give him a pass on this because the way he was behaving in the car and the way that he was acting in the car, even like it's not about him. What he needs to do is be there for her until she's ready for each individual little step. That yeah. is what you do when you love someone. And he is not doing that because he clearly I, doesn't even love her. This is I just an it. inconvenience to him and fuck him for this. Yeah, and I I don't know, but uh, and I'm not saying I'm giving him a free, knowing what I know now, n- no free pass on him at all. I'm saying when I watched this strictly not knowing anything else about this movie, so not knowing that he was, I, I kind of was guessing he was probably going to turn out to be a heavy prick because that's how most of these movies turn out. Sort of, um, yeah. You know, but I, I was like, but I didn't want to assume anything. At this point, in the car ride, I thought it was uncomfortable, but I just thought that's him being uncomfortable probably with this situation of okay, so you condition. Think- you were thinking he's just a dumbass, not a complete dick. Yeah, I didn't think he was a dickhead. I thought, oh. and maybe not so much a dumbass, just uh, he's also heavily confused and not handling it the best, but also not being, at least not, you know, taking her backwards. You know what I mean? You know, he's trying to pump her forward and including bringing up his her sister, which, you know, she's like, oh, I love her so much. We were so close. I think he's trying to do anything he can to make her feel comfortable again. Um, so at one point I was like in the car, I was like, okay, he's just kind of being heavily awkward, but I won't blame him for that. I, that's one of those things like you're talking about, you know, I can't say how to act there. I, I, I can understand being horrifically uncomfortable and not knowing what to do when what should be the love of your life has been assaulted like this and you couldn't do anything about it. Or you so, weren't even there. You had no idea yeah. what was going on. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I know nothing about what he is yet. And then, so that I did have a problem with. In the house, I felt he got a little too handsy, a little too quick. And and the first time he didn't, she kind of shrugged away. I was like, okay. And then he did it a second time right afterwards. And I was like, all right, now you're being a little stubby. And and at that point, that's, you're right. When I thought, okay, maybe he's just a dumbass. But in the back of my mind, it started coming up. I'm like, uh uh-oh, if he's already gotten that grabby that quick, this is bad. And at least like the first time you would say, oh, he's just a dumbass. The second time he did it is when I went, I don't think he's a dumbass anymore. I'm starting to think he's an asshole, but yeah. I don't have any proof. And then the proof showed up. Yeah, well, you've you've basically laid it out. I got angry at him right off the bat. And by the time it got to that point, I wanted to go into the TV and kick the shit out of that character. Yeah, I try to understand, but it, it, there's no understanding this guy towards the end of it. No, but let's uh, let's move forward. because Towards we, the end of it, there's if no we, understanding this guy at a quarter way through it yeah but let's move on if <laughs> if we keep bitching about how horrible a lot of these characters are we will never get through the movie because we will just be dissecting each individual person for their piece of shitness i, I know but i almost have like this whole movie the only thing i could do was dissect almost every character as being horrifically bad except for two that's, <laughs> that's all it. this movie gives us really so let's it go. gives us two characters who are not who are okay um <laughs> i would debate that we even have one yeah <laughs> all right well 
we'll we'll get into that too. Um, as she goes out back, she's actually scared and, and screams because her gardener's out back, and he kind of startled her, and she was forgot that he worked on Fridays. So, I mean, you feel bad for everyone involved there. Yeah, because the kid didn't know any fucking better. Old, and it's an old man, and he doesn't mean nothing. He even said, "Yo, we've missed you here." So you tell he feels terrible yeah um, yeah i mean it's not necessarily anything that he did that it's his fault he's just showing up when he's supposed to show up he's doing his routine and it just is wrong place wrong time yeah exactly um afraid of all this her husband takes her upstairs and gives her a sedative uh and he's actually injecting her so uh, you kind of put one together you don't find out yet but you kind of figure out he's a doctor we find out that the men who raped her were caught and sent to prison um and while she's waiting she tells a story because she got so scared of when she she scared her father using uh, her brother's Frankenstein costume. And for once, she actually seemed like she's calming down and was laughing. So that was kind of nice. And falling asleep, of course. Yeah, it's like for a brief moment, she gets to feel like she's at home and whatever is plaguing her mind has quieted for just the briefest moment. And it's kind of like the only respite you get in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, at one point, she gets up and she's cold uh, and she wants to grab her robe. She finds it and you can tell she's probably still a little out of it from the sedatives because she's looking at her hair and she's like, oh, I need to do my hair and my makeup. And then a man pops up behind her wearing uh, the same type of like the pantyhose mask uh, that the other guys were wearing. Smiles. We see that it was a, a, a hallucination but she passes out hardcore. It's either uh, that or it's PTSD and it's sort yeah. of like a traumatic flashback. Well, it's still a hallucination. Like yeah, it's still a hallucination in any sense. I'm not saying it was from the sedatives. It's probably from PTSD. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's something it's, like a, a flashback flashback memory or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then, we, well, after that, we cut to the husband and the woman's doctor, and they are talking in our next clip. I really appreciate the courtesy of your, your coming so soon, Dr. Dolan. I wouldn't have called except that well, when I heard that scream and I saw her lying on the bathroom floor. Oh, I, I know. I know. But I really wouldn't worry about it too much, Matt. There are bound to be some setbacks, new environment, coming back with you. Really? really think so. Oh, indeed. You know, being raped by four hoodlums has got to be one of the most mentally devastating things a woman can go through. Now, physically, she's sound as ever. In fact, she's in good shape. She's always been into sports. Real exercise, Buff. Yeah, well, I'm afraid that mentally it's a little different story. You're going to have to be very, very good to her. Don't worry, I will be. Matt, I know you're a fine surgeon. You've certainly had enough courses in psychology to know when and how to tread easily. And I think the main thing here is to make her feel wanted. Hmm, needed. I suppose sex is out of the question. I think that's something we're going to have to leave to her, isn't it? Oh, she'll come around. But she's been through so much mentally. You know, for a while there in the beginning, we weren't sure that she'd pull through. You just sit there staring at the wall. She wouldn't let a man come near her. You're going to have to be very, very good to her. And if you want me, I don't care what time it is, you call. Thank you, Avery. I will. It's all part of the service. Besides, uh, wait to see my bill. Excuse me, Avery. Hello? Uh, yes, doctor. Well, I've got those notes in my office. If you'll hold on, I'll get them. Excuse me, Avery. I'll be right back. Certainly not. Carol? Carol, what the hell are you doing? I told you never to call me here at the house. I just wanted to make sure you would come tonight. I, I, I can't make it tonight. I just brought my wife back from the hospital. You mean it's too soon to come? Will you be serious? Right now, she needs someone. Well, so do I, sweetie pie. And listen, baby, if you don't come tonight, I'll make sure someone else will. All right, I'll be... Shh, hold on, hold on. Uh, 
Uh, yes, Dr. Carlson. No, no, that'll be no problem. Uh, I'd be happy to do it. I'm sure you'd do the same for me. All right, I'll see you at the hospital at 8. Goodbye. Oh, uh, Dr. Carlson, I'm afraid I got roped into doing his rounds tonight. Oh, man, I thought we could stay home together tonight and talk. I'm sorry, honey. Dr. Carlson and I have these, these two very unusual cases, and they need our constant attention. I, um, uh, I understand, of course, Matt, but, uh, I really do think Linda needs you here. Uh, that's all right, doctor. I know Matt wouldn't leave unless it was absolutely necessary. What a terrible prick. Uh... All right, let's unpack why he's a prick this time. Number one, his second question to a doctor is about if sex is out of the question. And how soon it'll be on the table. Yeah. Not and then you sit there, you go, well, maybe he's been hard up for a while. But then, you know, but even then, that doesn't excuse him asking that. But but then you find out it's even worse because he's been getting, he has a side chick. He, he can't be that hard. You know, I mean, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Okay. Beyond that, did you notice how the doctor commented on how nice her figure is in such a way as to imply that it's a shame that she's somewhat frigid after this horrific sexual assault? I did not catch that. Because he said mentally is where the problem is. Physically, she's very fit. And then they talk about her being healthy. But when they do that, it's implied in such a way about how her body is like well, still he really. Does. I, I think the doctor was saying physically she's very fit as in saying she has no physical scars left from the event. Maybe. But uh, that's the, what. Because I get that her husband put it more towards the. She's always working out and always like in, in, in talking about it like that. I think what the doctor was just trying to say, and this is kind of, again, many years ago. So maybe like the words were different, especially if you're speaking more properly. It's just saying that her her physical wounds have healed. It's now down to the mental wounds that we have to fix. Okay, you so you want to give the doctor the benefit of the doubt in this scenario again? I, I Because, like I said, I think we have two only good characters of this, and I think the doctor is one. He keeps trying to make sure the <laughs> husband is, because he doesn't know what the husband's about. Okay. So he's trying to make sure the husband is at home, taking care of her, right. making sure that she's getting better mentally. And and, you know, he doesn't know that he's, a, you know, an insensitive prick and shit like that. Okay, so you're of the opinion and you are in the interpretation that the doctor actually may have been a good person. Yes. Okay, this yes. is where we're differing so far. Okay. Um, because, because this was I'm also seeing, her doctor I, in the hospital. Yeah, I'm seeing things about this doctor that I do not like. Okay. But I don't see, like uh, anybody, so I'm yeah, willing see, to go with I, you on you this. You sometimes have a problem where you, you want to see fault with everybody. It's like... <laughs> Like Daniel Plainview said in There Will Be Blood, I see the worst in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, in my opinion, this doctor is definitely just, he's trying to tell the husband that physically her scars and her, her injuries are healed, but he needs to, just because she looks healthy doesn't mean mentally she's healthy there yet. Okay. I think that's what he's trying to say. Okay, let's uh, move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, we cut to uh, Shithead McShithead meets his side chick. And uh, also gives her a grand for rent and for her car and for, you know, uh, walking around money, as she puts it. Yeah, because she promises to buy him some lingerie that he'll like and everything. Yeah, she uh, she gets a phone call from another dude about going to a concert later on that night. She agrees because, you know, Dr. McFuckstick's going to have to leave eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, and he gets all jealous about that. And you're just like, every time I think I can't hate this guy more, he, he lets me know I can. Yeah. 
he doesn't want anyone else up in her, but he's totally fine being all up in a different woman when he's got a wife at home who I, desperately needs his love and affection and time right now. Yeah. He is yeah. a horrible piece of shit. He is a horrible human being. The more time we have him on screen, the more I want him to die a slow, painful death. Exactly. Big time. Oh, he's so terrible. All right. Anyway, uh, as I put in my notes, what a loser. Uh, and you can tell he's he's big time uh, with especially with this one. He is uh, very insecure about his age compared to hers. Yeah, even though he's still older than his actual wife, too. Yeah. And we also find out that she's an actress. The next night, shit nuts McGee and this poor, poor wife. Well, they have a talk after dinner, and that is our next clip. Mm, honey, that meal was delicious. So you haven't lost your touch. Matt, I was raped. I didn't get a frontal lobotomy. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just I'm a little edgy today. I started my period. Yeah, I wonder, why they, do they call it a period? Why not a comma? Periods sound so definite, so final. You feel up to a little party later this week? The Fiersons are throwing one of their uh, gala brunches. Hey, how can you change the subject so abruptly? We were discussing my comma. Do you know what's funny? Uh-huh. Well, your mind is working right now. I don't even think I know what you're talking about. Oh, well, then let me enlighten you. I think I feel like making love. Nice timing, eh? Oh, honey, that's great. <laughs> Oh, and your timing is perfect. What's so perfect? Well, let's hope I can hold on the feeling for a few more days. Oh, you will. Hey, Tiger, don't start turning me on. I hope I never turn you on. I love you so much. I know this hasn't been easy on you. I just want you to know how much I love you for being who you are. <laughs> well, you do the same for me. Oh, I know. When you get raped, don't forget the call. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, that delightful sense of humor is back. I miss that. Hey, you know, I think I could take some time off next week. What do you say we uh, fly down to Mexico for a couple of days? Take a villa overlooking the ocean? Mm-hmm. Breakfast in bed? Oh, and lunch and dinner and midnight snack. And we'll get that telephone removed. Oh, <laughs> now that's what I call great timing. Just when you were putting clouds under my feet. Oh, I'll get it. Hello? Uh, hiya, Frank. Uh, yeah. Well, um, look, I've got those reports in my study. Uh, you'll have to hold on. I'll get them. Uh, Frank Dobbs. Uh, he's got surgery scheduled in the morning. Oh, what's wrong? He needs a refresher course? Oh, that's funny. He's only the best scalpel in the, uh, state. Better than you? No, not that good. Mm, well, that's my man, Zorro. Mm. Carol, Carol, what the hell are you doing? What if Linda picked up the phone? You got a sick sense of humor. <laughs> no, I couldn't possibly get away tonight. What'd you do with the money I just gave you the other night? Of course I love you. I, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing the outfits. Look, uh, Linda's feeling much better, so maybe we can uh, get away for the weekend. Okay, I'll call you tomorrow from the office, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing those outfits. Okay, goodbye. Dreaming? No, not really. I was just listening to the music. You know, I wonder why music always seems to take me to a beautiful, lethargic place. It's like a tranquilizer. Oh, honey, there's your drink on the table. Did you get Frank all squared away? Mm Mm-hmm. Just a little insecurity problem. Insecurity? Oof, I'd hate to be under his knife tomorrow. He'll be all right. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get too high. Doesn't your profession ever think about honor or at least the the patient? Let's not go through that all over again. No, I'm sorry. I'm just shooting off my big mouth. Listen, uh, why don't you come into town with me one day this week? While I'm at the hospital... Well, you could do some shopping, and maybe later we'll meet for dinner. 
Honey, if if I'm going to spend that much time alone, I think I'd rather be here at home rather than walking around some big shopping center. You know, I've got a lot of thinking to do. You know, uh, your sister may be visiting us next week. I don't know if I'm ready to handle having anyone here. I don't want you being all alone. After what you've been through, After I... what I've been through, I have to start learning to be unafraid of being alone. I'll be all right. It's just... I've got so many things to put together, and, and I'm the only one who can do it. Honey, why don't you put down your glass and hold me, please? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she is reaching out and looking for a tender word of the thing the doctor was telling him, where he, she needs to feel wanted and loved and appreciated again. And he is just basically, and I'm sorry for putting it this way, but he is acting like she has just tainted goods now. He is not even treating her like an actual human being. He's just kind of trying to do like patchwork and trying to get it to where they both feel like this thing didn't happen. He's not trying to acknowledge it, not trying to heal her. He's just trying to make it feel like it never happened so he can pretend like everything is fine and go back to his dual life here oh yeah and i i'll dig, bet you money you treated her like this before this happened this man's never um loved a woman in a sense where he feels that she is a, a partner and a friend as well as a lover to go through life he has looked at women probably all as just pieces of meat and just you know there to bed down and then they should just stay out of his way wow you are getting way too good at phrasing this in such a way that it can't be used against you first of all <laughs> um, secondly, I agree with pretty much everything that you had to say there. I would also say that there is very clearly a history of this man gaslighting her and essentially ghosting her whenever he says he has to go work so he can ditch her for who knows how long. And then he just says that the hospital was busy. And then he's like, no, I did call, but you must have been asleep. It was at such a ridiculous hour. She would have had to have been asleep. Oh, and I guarantee this asshole was cheating on her before the, the assault ever took place. This relationship that he has with this woman, it seems seems to me like they had it in the script or it was initially the idea that he was going to leave his wife for this new side piece girl and basically trade her in for a newer model is how yeah, he yeah. was looking at it. But then the assault happened and that made it an inconvenience that he couldn't leave her without looking like a real fucking asshole, which he is. Yeah, with, uh, you, The only thing he's worried about is his fucking reputation. Basically, yeah. And I think that's the only reason that he's still with her. And I think it's just because of the ill timing in his eyes of and what's even what happened worse to his wife. Is I also believe he still wants to have sex with her just because that's what he thinks he's you know he can be able to do right like it's, it's an entitlement thing like where he yeah. needs to claim her again or some weird disgusting shit like that and it's just awful yeah it's fucking terrible he's a fucking creep and uh, if the movies if the people who wrote and created this film if their inclination was to try and show us just how horrible patriarchy is and just how horrible men actually can be and just how horrible people react to a situation like this and how they make it significantly worse and just cause more harm than good, then awesome. But do you know what? Yeah. I don't think they did it that way. I, I think it's, it's literally just for the sensationalized exploitation of watch this woman go crazy because of the horrible things that happened to her and start killing. Yeah. Oh, no, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. That was what they made the movie for. All the commentary uh, but, that but, we're putting yeah. into this is our own that we're finding 
commenting on the things that we are having an issue with that, yeah. that the characters the way that they're being portrayed it doesn't feel like they're looking at them the way that we're interpreting them or the way we're seeing the characters it's almost like they're trying to make the husband seem like he's just trying or something I don't know it's just not working for me yeah yeah and, and but you you nailed it bravo that's exactly what this movie is showing whether it's on purpose or not you know is is this the horrific things men have have done and, and continue to do to this day well and it's interesting to talk about it from that aspect of it um but it sure makes it a real difficult watch in this fucking day and age that's for sure oh fucking a it does um so uh the next day there's some boys playing ball outside and when linda goes out to get her mail they start cat calling her and like hopping the fence and trying to grab her where the fuck do we live man <laughs> I mean, holy shit, dudes. Fucking settle down. Go away. This was never okay. And they may be trying to hype it up a little bit in this film, but it may also, it feels to me like they're trying to downplay it, like where, oh no, it's just some kids having fun. She's overreacting because of her trauma. No, it's still very fucking wrong movie. That is still very, very wrong. Yeah, there's no way that that's okay. Right. Like, Like, I just, I feel like they're just trying to basically make it seem like this is just the, the the mental decline and that she's overreacting to every little thing. That's what it feels like this movie's trying to sell me. Yeah. But what it's really showing me is this is a horrific world and everything that this woman does is eventually justified in my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, yeah. I mean, by the end of it, yeah, I agree. So anyway, uh, one of the boys, however, like kind of stops him and says, what are you doing? And uh, he, well, I mean, he's not totally all that great because he's like, you're just going to get me into trouble. Like, you know, that's what he says. He like, doesn't care that they're fucking assaulting this woman who is yeah. his neighbor. He just cares that he will get the blame for it. Yeah, he does go and apologize to her uh, and she, you know, kind of asks him why would, he, you know, she hang out with, you know, he shouldn't be hanging out with uh, other guys like that. He non-apologizes and, and gaslights her. Let's not, oh, let's not mince words. Such, such bad. I mean, he quote unquote apologizes, but it's a type of apology where it was pretty much with somebody when you're like, man, you know, you really were being a dick and they go, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. That's that, how you apologize apology. to me every time on this fucking show. That's I'm sorry you feel that way, dude. I really am. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> what do you mean? I gaslight you. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> Yep. Yep. That's that's it. Uh, <laughs> the only way to get away with saying something like that is, I'm sorry, it was not my intention to cause those feelings. Yes. There you go. That would be an appropriate apology. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you totally didn't. What you're tr- if you're trying to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Then say that. Don't say, I'm sorry, you feel that way, because all you're doing is saying that you're sorry that they feel that way. That you're sorry it's, that they feel anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, a non-apology. Yeah, it's, such, it's yeah. It's exactly a non-apology. It's horrifically bad. Um, anyway, later on, she calls her husband only to find out that Dr. Mick, stupid fuck, has <laughs> to do his night rounds. Uh, so she won't see him that evening, which puts her even into a deeper despair. And uh, what a fuck, man. I, I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate him so bad. Yeah, you can't not hate him. He just keeps making you hate him more and more. Every and time more. he does, no matter what he does, he makes you hate him more. He's a perfect example of what not to do at every point in his decision making. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, she goes to sleep that night and she starts having visions 
hands of the men who 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 attacked her. Uh, she is unable to sleep, so she gets up and she starts heading out of her room and she runs into two men in masks who look to be very very real. She runs and hides behind a door and closes it. They uh, they keep asking her to let them in that they're going to make her feel good. Gross. Yes, and she begs them to go away, stating that she has been raped and that she just doesn't want this to happen again and to please go away. Begging them, and they just laugh and laugh, and then one even comes through a doggy door, which I didn't see any animals there, so I don't know why they have a doggy door, but he gets his head through there, starts yelling trick-or-treat, and she passes out. Uh, Horrific fuck. and fucking disgusting. Watching that fucking gutted me, man. I was just like, this was ugh. kind of the only time that I felt like our main actress was doing an okay job at portraying yeah. what she was trying to do. Yes, yeah, because exactly. she was. This is probably the only really decent acting in the movie when she does her sort of almost like a regressed to like a safer childhood state. Um, in her fear is what I think she's trying to do, and if that's what she's attempting to do, then I think that kind of works for about as good as what she can possibly do and i do get some feeling and i do get response and it does trigger a lot of empathy and i feel horrible for her in this sequence and she does it later on in the film where she does something similar to this and i i feel like it's the best acting that's in the film but that's not saying much that's like saying the best sequence in the room yeah it's like if you go to a shooting range it's someone it like fires at the piece of paper outline man and only nicks the corner and you're like well that's the best shooting that's been done today <laughs> Yeah, it's like you add enough qualifiers and it's like, you know, it, it makes it somewhat okay. You know, for yeah. the exact period of time that you fired those six shots, that was the best shot that happened. I mean, yeah, yeah that's true, but it's also shitty shooting. It's kind of like the Punisher film with Dolph Lundgren is the best Punisher film starring Dolph Lundgren. Right. That is my going about to show you how qualifiers can make things <laughs> true, even though they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, we cut to then uh, Dr. Fuckboy. Uh, and he's of course not doing rounds. He's, he's fucking his side piece. Well, so that's how he does rounds. Yeah. Yeah. W w again, I hate him. Uh, he's, he's, he's a horrible, horrible, uh, uh, prick. Anyway, uh, we cut to the next day and Linda is getting some juice. And as she pours the juice, she has a breakdown and just starts crying. Um, and that's when her shit-tastic husband comes walking in and that leads to our next clip. God, what happened? Matt, it almost happened again. I'm not crazy. Matt, where were you? At the hospital. I had duty last night. I was so frightened. They were here. Who was here? They were. They came back. They're going to talk to me again. They're going to hurt me. Linda, pull no. yourself together. Linda, nothing is going to happen to you. They were here. They're, they said they were. Calm down, honey. Everything's gonna be all right. They know their job. If anybody was here, the police will find out what's going on. I couldn't find anything, Mrs. Rogers. I went over this place with a fine tooth comb. No signs of any break-in, no signs or traces outside. Is there any chance you might have had a bad dream or perhaps a couple of drinks too many? No, I know what I saw. I'm not questioning your word, Mrs. Rogers. It certainly sounds that way. Then why the hell did you ask? Well, in view of your circumstances... My circumstances? What the hell do you mean by that? Do you think I made up what happened to me before? No, ma'am. Not at all. It's just that we know you've had it pretty rough. Think maybe that you've uh, been having flashbacks. 
Flashbacks? It happens. We've got to be sure. Well, you can be sure I wasn't having any damn flashbacks. I know what I saw. This wasn't something that happened to me before. There was someone in my house. The mind plays funny tricks after a while. Lieutenant, my Listen, wife... Listen, the only funny tricks around here are yours. Mrs. Rogers, I'm just trying to do my job. Take everything into consideration. Is there anything else you can think of that might help us? No, I, I don't think so. All right. If you notice anything out of the ordinary, or anybody hanging around you you don't know, call us immediately. I certainly will. Can you, uh, leave someone to guard the house? We're pretty short-handed right now, but I'll check on it when I get back to headquarters. Is there anyone who could stay here with her? Uh, yes, my, uh, my wife's sister is uh, coming for a visit very soon. Mrs. Rogers, take a couple hours and rest. Take a sedative if you have to. But think this whole thing over again. I'll be leaving now. Call if anything happens. I'll make sure that a patrol car checks this area regularly. Have a nice day. Where the hell were you last night? I already told you. The hospital was inundated with emergencies. Every doctor there was either occupied or in the OR. God, I didn't even get a chance to take a five-minute rest. Why didn't you at least call? You know, you sound just like that cop. Look, I did call. I called around midnight. There was no answer. I figured you were fast asleep. Well, Annie, how are you? It's your sister. Well, where are you now? Great. Just what I need. Uh-huh. Well, can I, uh, can I pick you up? Oh, uh, okay. Well, then we'll see you tomorrow. We're looking forward to having you too, Annie. Bye. Linda, isn't that great? Linda, you're crying out loud. Will you say something? What do you want me to say? I feel totally disoriented. Ah, oh, I don't know how I feel. Yes, I do. I don't feel like putting up with Annie. And, and right now, I just feel like being alone. Fine. Well, Dick Boy decides to leave, and he goes to fuck his side bitch, who, while they're fucking, can only ask him, like, um, like, uh, like if he's met any Hollywood people, how smart he is. Uh, has he met any Hollywood people, if he'll hook her up with Hollywood connections. And then, finally, just asking him how much money he made in the last year. Yeah. So she's a winner, too. Yeah, she's just fucking using him, and he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't even fucking see it. But then again, he's a fucking piece of shit who's just fucking someone else because he fucking can. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and I will say this. This film accurately portrays law enforcement in a way I have never seen before. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, everything was her fault. Right. Or she imagined everything, didn't take anything seriously. And he wouldn't want to actually do, I don't know, any fucking work because that's not easy. That's not going to get him another black kid to shoot, you know, for no fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, being a yeah, cops recently haven't been doing themselves any favors. Uh, cops are bumbling dummies. They're right there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, later on, he decides to creep his ass home, and pretty much Linda attacks him. We're gonna have this and combined Linda's sister showing up in our next clip. I didn't think it was you. Why oh, do you think we'd be coming in the bedroom at this hour? God, you scared me to death. <sighs> Well, you didn't give me a great laugh either. Why were you sneaking up on me? I wasn't sneaking up on you. It's late. I wanted to be quiet. thought you'd be asleep. God, you could have killed me with this thing. Well, it would have served you right. Being raped one time is enough to last me my entire life, thank you. Linda, Linda, for the last time, that is over with. That's over with. Those men are in jail. I wish you would just stop dwelling on it. Thanks. You don't believe me. Damn it. I should know what I'm talking about. I was the one they grabbed in the bathroom. I saw that ugly face in front of me. <laughs> Do you think 
I enjoy crawling around on the kitchen floor? Get some rest. Annie. Hi. Well, I didn't think the trip made me look that bad. I don't think I've ever seen you looking bad. Linda, Matt did tell you I was coming for a visit, didn't he? What? Oh, oh yes, I, I, I think he did mention something last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on in and sit down. That has been a long time. How's everything going? Look, Annie, I, I really don't think this is the best time for a visit, you know? I mean, Matt's time is limited, and, and I am trying my best to put the pieces together, but I'd rather do it alone. You know, I mean, I don't think you should stay very long. You're my sister. I love you. I want to help you if I can. I know what you went through wasn't easy. I understand that. But you must understand oh, sister, that it's not that. It's just, I've been having recurring nightmares so real. So real, I, I'm frightened. Linda, you've got to be realistic about this. Yes, you were raped. Those men are paying for what they've done. And you've got to build your life from here. Do you remember when we were both kids? You were always my big sister. Strong, independent. Then when you and Matt got married, everyone thought that was just fantastic. You know, if I had a guy like Matt, I'd sure work out whatever it was. He's on your side. No, no, you don't understand. He's not always there. I'm alone, Annie. I'm all alone. I mean, he's working all the time. He's he's going to the hospital. He's, he's spending time with the patient, spending time on the phone. It's not like what you think it is. Going through a bad time, that's all. That's why I'm here. I, I want to help you if I can. Maybe if I speak to Matt, no, I can... No, no. Matt doesn't even believe anything I say anymore. And I don't even know if I believe myself. Sure you do. After all, aren't you my big sister? Come on. We'll have a good dinner, just the three of us. And we'll talk. Annie, uh, I know I've already said this, but it's nice seeing you. I'm glad you came. And I know Linda is, too. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. It really is good to see you both. I just wish it were under different circumstances. Different circumstances? By that you mean having to deal with the product of a gangbang? Linda. No, Annie, let's call it what it is. I was raped by four men. They grabbed me Linda, and... Linda, don't do this to yourself. Linda, I know it's not easy to... Oh, really? You know? You know, do you? Were you raped last week, last month, last year? Were you ever raped? Oh, of course not. Well, you've never had to deal with anything more than having to kiss a boy on the first date or not. Linda, you were always someone I looked up to. Someone I was really glad to know. You were more than just a big sister. I thought of you as my best friend in the whole world. You're right. This is not the best time for a visit. I wish you both the best of luck. No, wait, Annie. Annie! Are you satisfied? Now you've alienated your own sister. And for what? Is there some, some crazy idea that there's ghosts in the house? She wanted to help. She came here to give you a little companionship, and you blew it right out of the water. Congratulations. Matt, I, I don't want to alienate anyone. It's just I don't need a babysitter. I thought you would have liked having Annie around. Well, in a month, maybe. Maybe? Is that the best you can do? Can't you at least try to, to be understanding to those who are trying to help you? Boy, sometimes I look at you, and I don't know who the hell I'm seeing. 
Why don't you just drop dead? And I agree. He should drop dead. So sure, her fucking sister. Okay. Her sister feels to me like she's bumbling, but is at least trying and she doesn't know the right thing to say. But it really does feel like her sister cares and is trying. But that whole, like, if I had a man like Matt thing, like, that's the wrong fucking thing to say. Yeah. She's well, taking wait, it the did, wrong what way. What did I do to you? <laughs> well, her husband's name apparently is Matt. Dr. Fucking Stick. Is... Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather refer to him as Dr. Fuckstick. Um, well, I mean, I think Matt's a very fitting name for a person like this. How dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm uh, a cunt. I'm a yeah, cunt. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, it's true. I am a cunt. Um, and uh, I, get, I get what you mean. She is trying to help because she also doesn't quite maybe know what to do. Uh, and she just wants to help her sister who she loves dearly. But she's going about it the wrong way. And the in pretty much what she's saying is just get over it. And right. that's fucked up. You can't do that to right. somebody. Right. And absolutely. But she's basically just the wrong time with this because that's what everybody else has said. If she would have been there from the start to greet her sister and like been there to be supportive and then fucked up this way and then they could have made some possible amends and then been there some of these things may not have happened yeah it's the fact or, that she's or given the time this is gave her yeah. gave her a month you know right. if her husband did again this comes back to her shitty husband right. who's forcing her sister here Annie's like not, begging yeah. her to come here Annie, it's not annie's fault and i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the things that annie was saying are the things that her husband was telling her to say i mean it all comes back to it's matt's fault god damn it man it's dr mcfuckstick's fault no you gotta totally blame matt yeah dr mcfuckstick yeah matt it's no, his god fault. damn it i'm not a, no stop it no Just not fucking... you matt no i god damn it man i get confused easily and i don't know where i am a lot of the time dr matt fucking stick no 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 i didn't go to college for seven years <laughs> Well, you did. You just didn't graduate. <laughs> well, no, I did, but I did get a doctorate. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get this movie done with. Jesus yeah, right? fuck. Anyway, uh, later on, we see the doctor is not giving her a sedative again. She's like, "Is it going to knock me out?" But he's no. He's giving her something just to calm her down, uh, just to, so she can maybe try to sleep, but in a more natural state because he doesn't want to drag her through drugs and everything. Right. Again, why well, I think the doctor is a good man. <sighs> He's at least trying. Um, He's, who's your other good person in this? So I, I know. Her. Okay, so Linda, right? Our main character? Linda. Linda, the main character. Yeah. She didn't ask for any of this. No. Um, I mean, she's blameless out of everyone here. Yeah. Um, and this doctor's just doing, he's literally doing what is best for her and trying to help her. He just doesn't know that there's a, a significant shit stain who's undoing everything he's trying to help. All right. I will give you that, but I just don't see it. I, I, I give where you're seeing that, but I just don't see it. I think he's doing the bare minimum just to get her out of his fucking hair. I don't think that he cares about that so much. I really, really don't. Well, because cause you give, they're rich, you so give, he's going to get his bills paid. So, And you give the benefit of the doubt to people, whereas I see the worst in everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, anyway, um, so he, they kind of talk about the issues they're having, and she's like, you know, maybe they're ghosts. And he goes, well, maybe they are. But he's, he's trying to let her know that she's not crazy, that this can be very normal. He is trying to 
let her know that this is normal stuff and this is not something that she should be ashamed of feeling or any of this. He then he gets like, well, your husband should be here and let and like it, he wants to call him, but she's like, no, he's been he's busy and I don't think he wants to see me. And he's like, well, he does feel like her husband should be there supporting her, helping her. So okay. he really wants her to get better. Here is where I can see where you would see a little bit more of him trying to be a good person. I yeah. just feel like they wrote him unevenly at the start of the film where it just well, this could it, just be bad writing. I think he's supposed to be the only other person there to actually help her. In this but, scene, I can see where they were trying to make him yeah. seem like one of the only other good people that was trying to help her. So, yes, I believe yeah. you here. Um, anyway, she asked if he would get her some orange juice, and he agrees. And as he goes down there, he's, he's a figure outside. He turns out the light, and he pulls out a gun, and he finds the neighbor boy uh, uh, out there peering into the windows. Uh, his name is Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, he asks, he starts questioning him, saying if he's not careful, he'll blow his brains out. And I'm like, yeah, fucking just do it. Who he cares? does an interrogation because the guy's poking around the window. The woman's been terrorized. And now he sees that there is yeah, evidence that maybe something sees, is wrong. Yeah, there's real problems here. And she comes out stating that, that that's just Mark who, you know, she knows and is a friend of hers. And he's like, the oh, okay. one time she's trying to defend someone and not believing that people are out to get her. The one time. Yeah, and she really should just have let the doctor do his business uh, <laughs> and let him take care of this guy. Yes. Anyway, uh, so after that, he tells Mark just to go home. Everything's fine. And you can tell she is super interested in his gun and wants to know where he got it. He said he had to get it because he was mugged twice in his own driveway. Once for his money, another time for his pills yeah. in his medicine bag. So this guy's been victimized as well, which is why you see him like he's almost coded to be more understanding for her here. This sequence should have happened much earlier. Like he should. Yeah, have been... And I think this is where this is my and this is really solidified why I think he's a good person because he's got a you know uh, he kind of he knows what she's going through maybe not totally but with PTSD you know yeah. that kind of stuff he knows that can happen well he's and been, now he's I been victimized he... as well and he won't take yeah. it anymore that's why he got the gun he's gone all Paul Kersey about it and really the kid that was doing the peaking this uh, escalating behavior it should have started with peaking and then he should have been seen with the boys and then the boys should have gotten all grabby with her this is out of order yeah and then and then he should have showed up with the gun and just started going Paul Kersey and all the boys. Not necessarily, but... Uh, um, or she or she could just done what she did earlier. Uh. <laughs> right. I'm just... What I'm getting at is, like, the behavior that they're doing, they were trying to sell it as uh, the one break-in was just in her mind when it clearly wasn't. And I think they needed to escalate the behavior to where she gets interacted with those those boys like they did but what's his name gets busted peeping first and then they escalate it to where she thinks she's been attacked and then the doctor's out there again you know what i oh, mean so so i get what you mean she he gets busted for peeping she kind of yells at him and that escalates everything she's like or, yeah or I the can, doctor I or the mean. doctor catches him but this time or catches one of them peeping and then that is what escalates but this time they basically the mark kid is basically stalking her house and looking for an opportunity to be able to victimize her again for what's going to happen and the doctor catches him red handed but she's sympathetic and there's nothing to say why she would be sympathetic about that other than she knew the boy from next door and she already told him that he needs better friends but this would be the moment that you know she basically should have been warning him you know or the the doctor could have pulled the gun on him and he could have been warning him as well Yeah, but she she that, wanted to that, vouch for him unfortunately so right and because I, I think that doctor would have had some ass kicking happening so yeah the doctor clearly did not need a gun to handle this fucking snot-nosed punk no no this doctor i think 
you know, could have whipped this kid's ass three ways from Sunday. Yeah, so he's been doing Kramaga <laughs> since he got his fucking pills taken. Yep, yep. And he's like, you know what? You can take my money, but if you take my fucking pills, that's where I fucking end it. Flip. <laughs> God damn it. All right, you got me. Fuck. And it's actually true. Uh, yeah, because one, you pay for your pills with the money. So as long as you have the pills, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, so she, as he's walking out and he t- he asks her what she has in her hand, it, it is a cleaver. So uh, he uh, calms her down a little bit more. They put the cleaver away and he tells her to uh, go off to bed and she sees him out and he leaves. But we can see she is still, she seems calm until he leaves. And we can see that was kind of maybe an act. She is still super, super stressed and she grabs the cleaver and goes to bed. Uh, that night, uh, the masked men are in the house again and they say, Send in one to wake her up, and then they said they'll all come in after that. Well, he becomes in, and it looks like he's beginning to try to rape her, right? Uh, he's, like, moving like that, or is he just simulating it? I can't tell if he is actually supposed to be raping her or if he's just pretending like he's going to. Because the way they all say this in the end, it tells me that he was actually just faking it, like making it appear that way just to bother her more. And well, anyway, no matter what, regardless uh, of whatever it was that he was it's doing. Fucked up. Yeah. Their whole idea is this woman was terrorized. Let's have some fun by doing it and like repeating the terror and terrorizing yeah. her more. Because they know no one will fucking believe her that it's still happening. They're going to think it's PTSD flashbacks. So they're just having fun by tormenting this poor, emotionally scarred human being. Yeah, they're they're assaulting her still. Yeah, so regardless of whether or not there is a physical sexual assault, they are emotionally assaulting her and making her relive that trauma, which is exactly the same thing in her mind. Yes. It's and still so fucking horrible. It's, it's horrible no matter what. And uh, she goes ahead and grabs the cleaver in takes care of it really the only way you should take care of it by killing him um as he lays there bleeding she begins to laugh while playing with the blood and we can tell she has now gone bye-bye um yeah i don't know if there, i don't know there's anything left of her in there or if it's just this new entity but she is gone whatever um, whatever thing that they were hinting at where she was basically begging them to leave her alone um before with that sort of childlike trance state that she went into there they're amping it up here and i think that's i, I feel like that's the, where the actress was going where she's just basically gone to a different state but she's still like physically defending herself and like it's almost like it's a game to her now and like reality has completely warped in some way shape or form so that's why she was playing it like child like where she well, doesn't she's get the now, concept of her actions maybe and i, don't I think know. now she's become a hunter it's, no i don't even think that she's so much a hunter it's just that she's lashing out and like the various fantasies that she's probably had about hurting the men that hurt her she's now acting out on these people and because she's kind of lost with reality so in her mind she's probably just indulging a fantasy in her head not actually doing the things that she's doing you know what i mean that's possible i think she's actually fully aware of the things she's doing i just don't think it's 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 her anymore not really her it's maybe someone else now well it's still her it's just a like if you're trying to say like it's a did emergence thing then sure i guess i could see that but i mean like i don't i don't think it was portrayed that way acting wise but i can see where you would interpret that way that's all Uh, either way uh 
we're giving this way more fucking credit than it deserves to. Really? Well, I mean, we got it. We got to do something to fill out yeah, time. We got to find I mean, something I, to talk if about. If I did a, if we did a straight review on this thing without trying to find something, we'd have been done thirty minutes ago. Yeah, or more. Or more. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like it would have been forty minutes or more ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she starts to powder herself because she needs to start looking nice. She says, and she puts on some makeup and she changes into some black lingerie and the dude gurgles a little bit while she's getting ready and she just kind of like all right get out of here and then he finally dies i was um, kind of hoping she would hatch at him in the head again me too me too i was hoping for a little bit more yeah. but we're gonna get some more yeah uh, downstairs two others wait and she comes down and she calls out to them saying hello and telling them to come out uh she starts pouring some wine and one does come out he takes off his mask and we see it's definitely one of the little shits from before yeah she gives him a drink and um as he drinks he you know pretty much chugs it he pretty much gets disoriented and passes out because well he's been drugged yeah she cosby'd his wine right yeah she totally cosby'd it and he deserved it anyway at this point the doorbell rings and we hear knocking at the door turns out it's cops checking the house much like the detective said he would send people out yeah but like much too late and much 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 too late in reality yeah and after figuring out a few things uh they decide that she must be staying with the friend and one of them though maybe one of the best comments uh he goes my wife says uh he states that his wife was saying that uh, they should take all these rapists and line them up and then shoot them all in the head which you know maybe not a bad plan i don't know all cops are bumbling dummies i mean okay Old cops are bumbling dummies. I don't even know who that guy is. Uh, (laughs) I think he's trying to gaslight me, though. Oh, he's definitely Uh, an asshole, that's for sure. (laughs) Anyway, they leave, and she finds one of the kids hiding in one of the bedrooms. She has him sit on the bed with her, and she's, like, entertaining him. He takes off the mask and uh, looks like he's about to get lucky, and uh, she grabs some wire and wraps it around his testes. Now she's telling the guys that he's she's giving him a hand job while they're talking she totally yes. tricks him into it and thinks yep. that he's getting lucky but oh, slips yeah. a wire on his testes instead it's fucking awesome anyway she makes him dance with her then makes him get down to the ground and beg like a dog has, then, he has to bark like a dog too for it yep yep and then does he she say bark or beg she does say beg but he barks okay. like a dog he barks yeah, yeah okay i want to make sure some of these things like i had to look twice to make sure it was wire she took from behind her because i could barely see it yeah uh, it's pretty dark uh, when you're watching this. Um, uh, well, the the rip that you got from the Blu-ray must have been too compressed because the actual Blu-ray I could see and tell what was going on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, it must have. It just, yeah, it just never really showed up all the way. And then, and luckily, she says it's a wire. So, yeah, um, you can tell if you're yeah. watching the actual Blu-ray and not a compressed version. You can tell. Well, he begs more and more. She gets him up on the bed, and he begs more and more. And then she goes, "Well, you're not going to hurt me anymore. You you were going to try to, you know, rape, and you're not going to be able to do that ever again." And then she pulls the wire and he falls because, well, his balls have been pretty much cut off and he is streaming. Should there have not been a lot of more blood? There, that blood should have been squirting up like a, a like a, like a geyser. Yeah, it should have been squirting through the pants, right? Yeah. Th- I mean, this is so poorly done. Yeah. I mean, you the, know. You know what? The, the the young actor is trying to sell it. And has any of these kids actually been revealed to be Mark yet? Because there's four of them now, right? Not three. Yeah. And I don't think Mark 
gets busted in this. He he runs off whenever the other ones go inside, right? Or does... I, yeah, I thought he was gone. I mean, he ran off. I don't think he ever came back. So I think the doctor Scared ended him up off. Actually, well, ended up saving his life. Yeah, by scaring I think him he, off. He had, yeah, he ran off, and the others were already set to you know infiltrate the house. So he had to run off though. So yeah, I don't I don't think Mark ever gets busted in on this. Okay. Um. So as he he's suffering down there, she comes and she starts stabbing him over and over again and killing him. She should have gone a lot slower. Yes. Um, we see another one now sneaking around outside. He's trying to get in, telling the guys to let him in. And as he finds the sliding glass door, she is sitting up above it and she cleavers him right in the head, killing him. At first, I thought that was Mark uh, until she removed the mask. And it's just, it, I don't believe that was him. No, I don't think it was either. But if it was, then he deserved to die, too, because he was still yeah. trying to sneak in later with a mask. Yes, exactly. Well, he deserves to die anyway, for because, you know, facilitating this, all of this anyway and helping them yeah. make it happen. Yes, exactly. Um, we cut to now the one that she's drugged. He, he's nude and tied to a chair. And apparently it's dinner time. And that ends up being our final clip. I won't be a moment. It's almost ready. You did say you liked your meat rear, didn't you? Good. Is the music too loud? Oh, but it's a pretty song, though, isn't it? There. Oh, that's better. It's a pepper steak. I just love pepper steak. I wanted to make some sauce, but I didn't think we had the time. The French make great sauces, but you never know what's under them. I think they invented sauces just to cover up the taste of bad food. I don't like bad food, especially meat. It stinks. I don't like anything smelly. I don't like anything that tastes bad. I get so lonely. You know, after what happened, everything changed. But you know that, don't you? There's something else you don't know, but that's no problem. I'll show you later. You hurt me. You hurt me so much. Why wouldn't you stop? You're not eating. Why Why aren't you eating? I thought you liked meat. I went through all this trouble. Oh, maybe if I took that off. <sighs> Miss Rogers, it was only a joke. We weren't the ones who raped you. We only meant to play a joke. Honest. We were gonna hurt you. It was all Mark's idea. No. Mark was next door. He's a good boy. Eat. Do you like it? Yes. Do I have nice press? Yes. Why am I so lonely? I'm a good girl. I like people, but they're always hurting me. You hurt me. Why? Honest to God, Miss Rogers. I didn't hurt you. I swear I did. Yes, you did. You're lying to me. You're hurting me again. Oh, I feel so bad when I cry. I don't want to cry. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to make you cry. Sorry. I'm tired of it. I just want all the bad things to go away. Miss Rogers, Miss Rogers. Please, will you untie me? Do you think I'm pretty? Yes, you're very pretty. No, I wasn't pretty. Oh, no. No, you're pretty. Really, you are. Not in the classic sense. 
I always wanted to be very beautiful and dress in gowns and come down long, winding staircases, just like they did in the movies. Did you see Sunset Boulevard? When? No, not the street. I, I meant the movie. It was a beautiful movie. It made me cry. Bambi made me cry. When he, when he lost his mother, I cried. I always cry at sad movies. Miss Rogers? Do, do you know what my father never did? No. He never cried. He never cried at a movie. Why don't men ever cry? I don't know. Well, they should. They should learn how to cry. Women cry all the time. I, I remember I cried once when I broke the heel off my shoe. Oh, Melvin Brooks took me to the prom and, and I broke my heel. I had to take my shoes off. Uh, it, it really didn't matter. He was shorter than I was, and he was very funny. It's Rogers. Please, will you untie me? Ropes are cutting off my circulation. Does it hurt? Yes. Good. You wouldn't stop when I hurt. You hurt me so much. Oh, God, it wasn't me. I swear to Almighty God, it wasn't me. Something special for you. It's going to be such a surprise. Miss Rogers, don't do this to me. I'm timing now. But you haven't had dessert. And I went through so much trouble. You can't leave until you've at least tried it. It is something very special. And and I did want to surprise you. <laughs> Don't do this to me! Come back here! Untie me now! Well, she comes in and doesn't untie him, but tells him he can leave and blows him away with a shotgun. Yeah, um, whatever. Yeah, so he's dead now. Won't even leave. Fuckboy and his side bitch are in the car. She wants him to leave Linda tonight. He fights a bit about it, stating that she's still going through a lot and that he'll do it the next day. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, such a, you know, gentleman and chivalry and all that. <sighs> so anyway. Makes you feel uh, like a piece of shit just for being a man, doesn't it? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And then it's just pretty much heavily decided that he's going to go and do it. Well, he enters the house and he calls out for her. She answers and he goes up to see her, but she's behind a door. She says that, he says that she sounds more relaxed and she says she knows why he's there, that she's he's there to uh, leave her. He says that's true and as he walks into the door, he sees the dead body in the bed. He turns around, she goes into attack mode, roll credit. Yeah, okay. Thank whatever higher power in this room. Me, this movie <laughs> review is over. Holy cow. That was just horrific. Yeah, um, there's pretty limited redeeming value to this film. The most that I can say redeeming value-wise is to watch it and see exactly everything that's wrong in our culture and the way that this film attempted to portray it as this is normal, okay, maybe boorish somewhat activity that these men are doing. And it's just wrong. It's a culture of rape. And this film 
displays it very prominently. If it meant to shine light on such a horrible thing, uh, mission accomplished, but I, I sincerely doubt it. It feels like they're trying to sensationalize, capitalize on it, and almost make it seem like it's kind of a cool thing. Yes. Yeah, I, but I don't know if they're trying to make it seem like a cool thing, but they definitely just, I mean, uh, everything we infer from this movie is definitely not what the filmmakers are trying to infer, I don't think. No, we basically took the moments that were being put on display and used them as a way to discuss a bigger topic that needed to be discussed and just basically give some kind of discourse of why the filmmakers' choices were wrong and what these characters are doing that make them horrible people. Um, And I just don't see them trying to do it the same way where they're trying to show you that these are examples of how not to be and this is what drove this person to this. It's not a a character study. It feels like a half-hearted attempt at making a female version of Death Wish almost, but failing miserably at it. And they just went for shock. Yeah, they 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 went for shock uh, just for the sake of being shocking. Yeah, and the teenage boys, the way that they have them doing the thing that they're doing, it just the way that they did it, they escalated it very incorrectly. It was very uneven the way that the escalations were happening. I mean, they should have been spooking around the outside of the house and snooping around and you know being caught in windows and her freaking out that way, you know, before anything like that happens. And then I can see where um, she's having visions of things or flashbacks from when she was assaulted by the men with the pantyhose on their heads. But these other masks are very much obviously different, even though they could represent what she was seeing, you know, in some sort of a traumatized vision of them being demonic visages or what have you. But like the film tries very much at the start of the first time that the guys break in and go after her to make it seem like they're just there to try and terrify her and they're just having fun tormenting an emotionally distressed woman. And then they go and try to make it seem like maybe they weren't doing it and maybe that was all in their her, in her head, but they do it completely wrong and they don't set it up to where it could be either or. It's just, I don't know, it's poorly written, badly directed, and choppily edited. And it just feels like it's thrown together like a Frankenstein's monster in the most careless way where they've stitched his arm onto the middle of his back. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's fucking messy. And it's just, it's, it's just not a, drag. a very good movie. It's not a good movie. No, yeah, it's not well made and it's just a drag. And they're not even trying to do the things that we were commenting on. Like, if they were to actually make that even a half-hearted attempt, this would almost be worth watching again, but it's not. Yeah. It this really commentary isn't. we made is is pretty much to make this show reach a time. Yeah, and it's sole property of both Court and Matt Psyop here. You know, like it, yeah. it belongs to Court Psyops and Matt Psyop only. It is not in the script. It's not in the film. This is just us seeing what's there and something that we found to talk about other than what's happening in the movie because there's nothing really redeeming about what's happening in the movie. It's just yeah. not and, even and well made. Us, us talking about how this, I mean, we, we haven't changed much as a society with the way men are interacting with women now. No, but it's at least part of the conversation now to where we can see where the errors are being made and at least try to course correct for some of us who may have been guilty of any kind of weird transaction in the past of not treating someone with the respect they deserve. Exactly. And that's like treading around lightly about like just basically not being sensitive enough to someone else's needs or emotions is more than enough transgression. This film takes it that much further. Yeah. With what it's trying to do. Like, I mean, I feel worse about the stuff that happened in this film than I did with the one that we did the commentary on when the girl was screaming mommy. Like, I just feel more horrible in this film than that. I do too. Like, No, you're not wrong. I do too. The whole film just has this rape culture atmosphere to it that just really fucking bummed me out, dude. Yep, same here. 
it just fucking sucks. <sighs> All right, why don't we do some news to try and cheer everybody up? I don't want to fucking talk about this movie anymore. Me neither. Let's move on. All right, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really deserves a lot better than this movie that we've covered to be featured on the episode of. Uh, they really do. I don't even know I don't even know uh, which ad it's for. Any podcast deserves better than what this movie did. When we come back, we'll have some music befitting of Demented, this fucking movie and what it did to us. And we'll have some PSYOP news. Throughout the history of the horror genre, there have been those that say horror is for the weak-minded. We, here at the Little Pot of Horrors, do not take kindly to such derisive inference. We are the bastions of tact, good taste, and highbrow horror discussion. Look no further discerning listener, for here, the world of modern horror is discussed with reverence, respect, and similitude of decorum. such a bitch <laughs> hey everybody this is tim dorn and you are listening to the little pot of horrors even the people who hate horror love to talk about horror because they love to talk about how much they don't like horror i don't know do you want me to google horror movie ghost in the attic hi i'm nacho vigalondo director of time cranks and open windows and you know what i'm listening the little pot of horrors Seriously, though, join us for festival reviews, interviews, and guest spots from fellow beloved broadcasters. See? I told you I'd f*** it up. <laughs> My name's Gareth Evans. You're listening to The Little Pot of Horrors. By sexualized horror, do you mean torture? No. No, exactly. I've got to bleep that now. <laughs> Hello, this is number one New York Times bestselling horror author Scott Sigler, and you are listening to The Little Pod of horrors which does for podcasting what chucky does for daycare a little pod of horrors the best idea since premarital sex on halloween come find us if you dare blood and tears blood and tears Since you've been gone, I hear you been crying blood and tears. All along in your misery, so alone, could you have? Been to see since I've been gone. I hear you been crying. You cried a thousand tears, darling. Don't despair. I know your heart's to bleed, darling. Don't you care? Jesus, what did I pick Blood and Tears for? That just made me feel worse, Matt. Yeah, man, I don't know, man. Your music selection tonight's really... Well, I told you, I was fucking bummed when I was thinking about it, and I was just matching up, like, the depressing feelings, and I just, I, I think I did a little too good of a job, man. This movie doesn't deserve the love this music has been giving it. Yeah, right? <sighs> Jesus. All right, so why don't you give me some of the love that I deserve, and also some news.
Deputies ask man to quit calling about his stolen marijuana. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. Authorities say a Florida man is out of Dade City, Florida. Florida, Florida man calls cops to protect pot. Authorities say a Florida man rebellion called 911 to report that his roommate had stolen his marijuana. America is a bunch of cunts. Dude, why are you stealing your fucking roommate's weed? That's just wrong. It's really weird, man. Uh, Always looking for Wang. A deputy for the Pasco County Sheriff's Office posted a Twitter response to the man's calls Saturday night, and he repeatedly asked him to please stop calling. Shooting deputy, a fucking hot load all over this dog. Deputy Neil Zalva says in a Twitter video that he called the man back to tell him to quit contacting the sheriff's office about his stolen marijuana. Cops are bumbling dummies. You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Zalva recorded the video as part of the agency's tweet-along program, which allows viewers to get a behind-the-scenes look at the police work by the deputies. I make money from my sex work. Recreational marijuana remains illegal in Florida. The sheriff's office spokesman says no char- charges were filed against the uh the caller it's gonna cost you some serious cock okay that's fucking stupid that guy really just fucking needs to realize that just because it's legal in some states doesn't mean it's legal in his like how fucking stoned and stupid can you be well and yeah and i mean th- th- he's not the only one i remember seeing a story about like a couple who like had a friend steal their heroin now heroin's not legal anywhere and they they you know they called the cops about it that or they just had a bukkake mouth party that could be it too and i'm going to fuck it to death oh jesus <laughs> that escalated quickly it's micro penis time all right here's one uh federal prison name hates escape and return with whiskey. I've had seven dicks inside of me. That's how they got the whiskey in there. Beaumont, Texas. Four inmates are back in custody after multiple reports of escapes from a federal prison. Only they're believed to have returned each time with contraband. Christ, let's go lick some assholes. So they're they're literally breaking out to smuggle in booze. Yeah, and then they come back. Uh, (laughs) The men were seen leaving the grounds of the Beaumont FCI complex Friday night when they were caught by U.S. Marshals and Sheriff's investigators, according to the statement from the Jefferson County uh, Sheriff's Office. You know how they're getting that back inside, Matt? Ah, booty juice, booty juice. Gotta have it now. Oh, yeah, that's probably right. You're gonna get gorge rot from that, guys. Don't drink that whiskey. Ooh. The uh, arrest came after repeated reports of their escapes and returns to prison with contraband, according to a statement. The yeah, men are no, accused of, of bringing back items including whiskey and cell phones. It wasn't clear where the contraband came from. I can tell you where it emerged from and how it got back inside. Yeah, yeah. My asshole actually sweat. Yeah, they cut through a neighboring... Investigators converted four males, leave the prison grounds, and cut through a neighboring ranch. The inmates ran when they saw the law enforcement officer step out of the brush. All four inmates were quickly taken into custody. So it sounds like they've been doing this a few times. This Just this time they got caught, finally. Yeah, well, they were also dispensing all of their contraband as they ran. And on your yeah. rectal passage. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> clang, oh, clang, clang, clang. A metal rod shoved up my rectum. No, it's, a, it's probably a bottle of whiskey, though. Uh, and then the next question Lee always has to ask. Did he stick the needle down his pee hole? Oh, God. I hope not. God <laughs> dang it, Lee. Why are you always asking the hard questions? Uh, you know. America is a bunch of cunts. Because Lee's this, not American. This is true. This is true. He, he does have that great accent, though. All right, let's pull the chain on this fucking show. It'll make Let's it easier. Let's fucking do it, man. Yeah, I'm fucking done. <laughs> yes, we're gonna, me too. We're, okay, we're going to play out the 
uh, ending Legion promo. We're going to have a little bit more music befitting of Demented, even though it doesn't fucking deserve it. When we come back, we will blows out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. request from uh, our flick chat i'm not a pheasant plucker i'm a pheasant plucker son and i'll keep on plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucking's done <laughs> nice good Fuck work it, boss i'd actually yeah, i was but... gonna i was gonna do the uh the host questions time here so okay um what is your favorite spooky tv series and why uh probably tales from the crypt okay that was majorly on when I was a kid, so... Okay, and he says, if you choose an anthology or two, what are your favorite episodes? So, can you think about that? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite ones, I don't remember the name, uh, but I can tell you who it started. It started Travis Tritt. Okay. And it was one, uh, and he was just kind of like this bumbling security guard working with another guy, and they were harvesting people's souls. And I remember this one's free, because they, you know, the guy kills Travis Tritt, takes his soul, while Travis Tritt's zombies self comes in, he has no soul. And he was just entirely fucking creepy looking. It was talking fucking weird and all that. I just thought that was cool. And the other one was, and I don't remember the name of it again, and there's people old the diner. Uh, I know Judd, uh, uh, Judd Nelson was in it. Yeah, it's, it's the, old, the Cannibal Diner one is a really good yep, one, Yep, the too. Cannibal Diner yeah. one at the very end. The cops all, like, almost salivating, telling them to, how he wants them to cook uh, Judd, uh, Judd Nelson. It was, That was, was a really entertaining one as well. So um, I also was a huge fan of Tales from the Crypt. One of my personal favorites of all time is Death of Some Salesman because Tim Curry is all over that episode playing a bunch of different characters. And he's tormenting Ed Bakley Jr., which does some really 
creepy and awful things himself. And it's just really cool, the the game of manipulation and humiliation that they play. I really dig that one. Um, the one where, um, what's his name? Uh, he's the one that's always like, he's that guy in all the Coen Brothers movies. He's the one that tells the story about Bill Parker in the oh, okay. in the shop. Uh, Emmett yeah, Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Emmett Walsh is the guy I'm thinking of. Jesus Christ. But anyway, like he's he retires and he becomes a taxidermist and he starts killing all the animals that uh, his wife loved because she's annoying the shit out of him. And it's Mrs. Roper is the guy playing his, or the lady playing his wife, I think. Yeah, um, that's right. I really dug that one because it has one of those great little, like, you know, total Tales from the Crypt twist endings. Um, there's one where um, Amanda Plummer's family kills the men that they mate with so they can always have children. And it's like a ghost story wrapped up inside of a, like, they've been black widowing all the men in their world for, like, ever or something. That was a really cool one. Um, oh. Yeah, but um, also, spooky series, um, check out The Haunting of Hill House the, that just came out just about a year or so ago. It's fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> I have not watched that yet, but I hear good things about it. Oh, it's creepy as fuck. And seriously, like, you can watch it a ton of times and you will always notice ghosts at the seams of things. At all times, there's always a ghost hiding in almost every single shot somewhere. And when you notice them, you're just like, fuck! So it just constantly messes with you. So those are two very serious series that I would both recommend. Also, uh, was a huge fan of uh, Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark, which has not aged well for a grown man, but when I was a kid, that was the creepiest stuff in the world. Um, the hideous jester character that makes everybody go crazy, and uh, the kid has to complete the comic book to trap him again. I think that's one of the best episodes ever. Then there's another one where uh, this kid casts a magic spell on some 3D glasses, and they see into another dimension, but uh, it turns turns out that you know in this other dimension some kids fucked up too and then basically they have to destroy dimensions to save themselves and it just has like this real inception kind of feeling going on where there's multiple dimensions and all of that and very creepy and crazy and really will still fuck with your head even though it's a kid's show <laughs> nice um boz asks us when are you going to cover zombie ass toilet of the undead um the answer to that is whenever someone buys it for the show to cover it because i will not pay to see it and i'm not going to pirate it just to cover it have you have you ever seen it no i'm just I mean, that title alone, I'm going to just say <laughs> that like, I'm not doing... Fuck? I know, I was like, is that actually a thing, or is Boz just being a dick? <laughs> yeah, and then Boz posted a link to it, which um, then some other folks said it sounds delish. And yeah. they're just like, then there's some discussion about that, so... Jesus uh, Christ. I wanted to participate with the folks in the Flick Chat that were participating. Sorry it took us so long to get to that. Yes. <laughs> but that is definitely one of the main ways to find us and get a hold of us, the Flick Chat app. It is Cinema PsyOps for the group code. I'm going to go backwards on this one. You can find us on the gram of Insta. All you have to do is add water to an Insta, and you've got an Instagram, I guess. I don't know. That's that's okay. Yeah, uh, that, cinema yeah, you, underscore you do your Insta like that. Yeah, you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. You can email feedback to Matt psyopmatt at gmail Let him know that he did just a fine job, regardless of the longer, ridiculous amounts of clips that he used for this show. <laughs> email feedback to court cinema court at gmail.com let them know it's time to stop buying movies based on cool covers that shit didn't work since video store days <laughs> you can also These join our yeah you can also join our facebook group cinema psyops where you can tell me once again to stop buying movies based on how cool the cover looks that's gonna burn me it has in the past still is you can Constantly. friend you can friend me on facebook as court psyops and tell me the exact same thing dude stop buying movies based on how cool the cover is yeah please do you gotta stop man you can also friend Matt on Facebook as Matt Psyop, or you can find him under his real name, Mac McFuckerstick, or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. Not McFuckerstick. <laughs> 
And then, of course, there's always our main landing and launching page of legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. This episode has got me all turned upside down and backwards and doing things the wrong way. Well, you know what, though? We're proud of you still. (laughs) Well, regardless of how things work out for you and it feels like maybe you're doing things the wrong way at all times, make sure you do one thing the right way, and that's kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fucking thing. All of a sudden, uh, everything, you're like, hey, mine's getting ready. You go, cool. And then it goes, Skype has to close, and it shut down on me. Well, I had an update on mine. The fucking, oh. You know the, the laptop that I had built by the scavenger of the pre-apocalypse? Yeah. The one that's specifically and only for these types of calls? Exactly. Like, that's all that fucking thing exists for? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I open it up usually on monday and start it up and just make sure that it gets ready to go for the updates on tuesday yeah it installed that right as you texted me and said that you were ready but it did it super quick and then it updated uh skype so when i contacted you i'm wondering if that forced your skype to realize it needed to run its update it's possible like hey you suck That's the only thing that I can think of, because, I mean, like, how often do you have Skype open other than doing this shit? Never. Never. I never have Skype open, unless it's to do this. Yeah. So, there's that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I'm running on my side. I just want to make sure that you can uh, actually hear everything okay. Corpse fucking. Safe sex with a dead thing. 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 Safe sex with a dead thing. You hear that okay? Yep. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. I'm advocating corpse fucking here. Corpse fucking. I got it all. You kind of put one together, you don't find out yet, but you kind of figure out he's a doctor. Because I, I don't get, I'm not going to try to inject my wife with a sedative. I, I wouldn't know the first thing about doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, I do. Well, yeah, but you're creepy. Anyway, uh, um, but in a good way, a Halloween way. Anyway, um, in a fun way. In a fun way. In a fun house way. In an uh, inject you with a sedative way. <laughs> Clip. Yeah. And we also find out that she's an actress. Duh. So, <laughs> um, not in real life, apparently. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that was bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, accurate but bitchy. Yeah, accurate but bitchy. Very bitchy. Uh, uh, real quick, are we on? Um, did we pass three clips or four? We are at. We passed three clips. Okay, so we're on the fourth clip now. Yes. Okay, yes. just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to delete the wrong one, so we're good. Yeah, I gotcha. And she grabs the cleaver and goes to bed. That she night, just wants to make sure everyone will cleave her alone. Yeah, <laughs> cleave her alone. <laughs> uh, I remember that great show, Leave It to the Cleave. Um, uh, no, that never existed. Leave It to Cleaver. Uh, also never existed. Yeah, shut up. Fuckboy and his side bitch are in the car. 
Matt, she wants hit that guy Matt that everyone hates. No, no, no. It's Doctor McFuckboy. Yeah, Doctor Matt McFuckboy. No, well, okay, that's fine because that's not my last name. So <laughs> it is your real last name. Your real last name is McFuckboy. It's not McFuckboy. I wouldn't be doing this show if my last name was McFuckboy. You wouldn't be doing this name, this show under a pseudonym if your last name was actually McFuckboy. <laughs> yeah, I just do it my real name because holy shit, that'd be epic. Yeah. Well, uh, you know the one way to prove that this isn't your real last name, McFuckboy, right? Oh, how's that? You know, let the people know who you really are, Matt. Oh, that's 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 right. That's right. Uh, my name is uh, Matt Mick, not Fuckboy. So you <laughs> see how that goes. You can see where my confusion comes in, Matt McFuckboy. <laughs> not McFuckboy. What are you doing? I'm demented. I'm demented. I'm demented. I'm the one you want, and I'm demented. I'm demented. I'm demented. I'm the one you want. my money but if you take my fucking pills that's where i fucking end it corpse fucking they stacks with a dead thing 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 i'm advocating corpse fucking they stacks with a dead thing i'm advocating corpse fucking they stacks with a dead thing i'm advocating corpse fucking they stacks with a dead thing i'm advocating corpse fucking they stacks with a dead thing they stacks with a dead thing finger bang a 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 corpse hand finger bang a I'm advocating corpse fucking here. Finger bang a corpse fucking here. Corpse fucking. Finger bang a corpse fucking here. Corpse fucking. I'm advocating corpse fucking corpse fucking here. I'm advocating corpse fucking here. I'm advocating corpse fucking here. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. This is not the sickness. I'm advocating corpse fucking here.